All right. We are still on the air after our podcast last week. So congratulations. We made it. We've been talking about an adult topic. We've been talking about the physical relationship in marriage. So I'm going to give a disclaimer. For those of you that may listen to this podcast with kids around, um, this is going to be kind of a follow-up to our last conversation on sex. So welcome to the On Second Thought podcast with Jim and Stephanie Purdue. We're grateful that you're here. And today we're going to talk about some pitfalls, danger, problems that arise uh, because we do not abide by God's plan in the sexual relationship. He's got a plan and we get problems when we don't abide by his plan. So let me say Great job on last week's podcast. You did great leading the podcast conversation about sexual relationship and marriage. And let's kind of review what we said. Okay. And today we're going to talk about some dangers and pitfalls, some things that might take the joy out of the um, the sexual relationship in the context of marriage. So uh, review what we talked about last time. Sex. Okay. Is that it? <laughs> that was it. We covered it all. Uh, all the good things of sex. We talked about it being God's good gift. Yes. In, in the, marriage. In the context of marriage. Yes. Um, we, we talked about. Probably embarrassed our children. Yeah. Yeah. If they listen to that one, it's probably be very embarrassing. They'd be like, my ears are bleeding. Ah. Um, but that's okay. Um, I think that one of the things we talked about last time is. Uh, I don't know. I say that. But your parents have always been very open. Yes, they love to gross us out. Yes, but it doesn't gross us out. It actually makes you feel more like it's a good thing, that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I guess it's your parents. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I would say um, there's a little, you know, what we talked about last week might have been a little more specific than I normally got from from my parents talking about their sexual relationship. So in the podcast, it might be even more specific than, than what I've normally heard. Right. But that's okay. Um, we put a warning on there, right? We put the surgeon general's warning (laughs) listening to this. If you're a Purdue child might be, (laughs) might be hazardous to your health. Um, so if you're a Purdue child's friend, (laughs) yeah, because we know some of y'all are listening too. Um, so I, I think 30,000 foot view from last time. Um, God wants you to have an incredible sexual relationship in marriage. Um, sometimes husbands are frustrated in the bedroom, but it could be because wives are frustrated in every other aspect. In every other room. Oh yeah. Every other aspect (laughs) of the relationship. And so, and then sometimes wives may use that as a tool to get what they want. Nope. You can't have this if I can't have that. And that's not healthy. Uh, so we talked about trying to communicate about that, um, how to initiate those conversations, even though they can be awkward. Uh, but having a conversation about how to have better sex in your marriage, um, will lead to having better sex in your marriage. So who didn't want that? Right. I I like to have good sex in my marriage. Yes, absolutely. So today we're going to talk about something that can hinder good sex, great sex, God's good gift. Um, and so let, let's start by talking about what God intends for sex. And, and then we're going to talk about how we take his good gift and we can 
sometimes spoil it, ruin it, and not treat it like it needs to be treated. So God's the one who created marriage and God's the one that created sex. And you, you said last time, the world screams about it and the church whispers. If if anything, the church whispers. And so we've got to be very clear about, I mean, I've preached through the Song of Solomon. I, I did tell our folks, it's PG-13. Now we didn't we didn't go into, you know, a lot of details, but we talked about marriage, love, and sex. So, and I've even done a series um, called uh, Compassion Without Compromise, where we talk about same-sex relationships and what the Bible says about that. So I don't want us as a church to be quiet about that. We don't talk about it all the time. We don't talk about, um, you know, issues that are coming up in the newspaper or on Fox News or CNN. But when we come to it in the Word of God, we're going to deal with it. So the Bible not only tells us that God created sex, but he put the parameters around it. And and so we need to talk about a comprehensive sexual ethic that that deals with everything in our lives and clearly he intends sex to be a gift that's enjoyed in marriage and that excludes every other sexual relationship and so whether that's uh teenagers uh sexting sending pictures back and forth whether that's uh those that, that doesn't just happen with teenagers you're right you're right but i'm yes yeah i mean now if you're married and you want to do that right well yes go for it but Tim Cook from Apple might get your photos, so you better be careful. You know, I think that. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so I, I think that it, it includes, um, you know, any type of sexual activity before marriage. So when when God says, this is the, this is the parameter, enjoy sex in the confines of marriage, any sexual acti- activity outside of marriage is not according to God's plan. This also includes... Um, any sexual acts before marriage. So there are people that think, well, I'm not married and we haven't had sexual intercourse. Technically, we haven't had sexual intercourse, so we're still good. Um, But clearly, the Bible forbids any type of sexual act outside of the context of marriage. And then to those that are married, infidelity, adultery, outside of God's plan. Same-sex marriage, outside of God's plan pornography. And I'm going to tell you, I know this has been through the years, a guy's sin, but the statistics are shocking on now how many women are viewing pornography. It is unbelievably high. It's growing exponentially. And so, and a lot of women view it, not necessarily for their pleasure, but they think, well, my, my boyfriend likes it. So I'm going to see what he likes. And I mean, it's, it's a it's the fastest growing demographic of pornography viewers. And so all of that to say, when you talk about gender, same-sex marriage, premarital sex, infidelity, adultery, you know, all of these things, God answers all of that in his word with the parameters he puts right. around sex. Well, and like you have to put safeguards in place. I mean, every person is one click away. Yes. One DM away, one every, you know, it's all sin. All of it's sin. Everything you just named, anything like sexual outside of marriage is sin. Yes. And nobody is higher than somebody else. That You all have to put. You're one step away from stupid. Yeah. Everybody's one step away from stupid. So yes. we're here like just to put it out there and talk about it. 
Like these are things are that are wrong. Yes. I mean, we're not experts. We are not sex experts. Ooh, sex experts. <laughs> we are not those. But we are like we're here to like help people because there are a lot of people that do not enjoy sex. But it could be because all of these other things have come into their life. Yeah, they've stolen the joy of the sexual relationship and marriage because of other things. Well, and I mean, people that have sex before marriage, you bring that into your marriage. Yes. I mean, you bring that insecurity. You bring that comparison. I mean, those are all things that are real life that you bring into the marriage if you're going to go out having sex before you actually get married. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, and those that are married that then step out, adultery and infidelity, those sorts of things, it's a... um, you know, that, that of course is, is sin. It's the, it's the same thing. Um, and I, I, I do want to say, um, the enemy has taken what God intended for good and has ruined it in so many ways, especially, uh, when it comes to sex, because the world has kind of taken it and owned it and taught all the wrong things about it. And we have to, if we're going to be followers of Jesus, We've got to kind of restore that biblical understanding of what sex is, of what, you know, that how to enjoy that in the marriage relationship. And so. Well, and these things are not new. Like they talked about them in the Bible. Like, I mean, yes, pornography pornography is new ish, newer. I mean. But they had temple prostitutes where you go worship and you have sex with a temple prostitute. And that's how you worshiped this foreign deity. Like we think that sexual perversion is new. I think that's what you mean. Yeah. Sexual perversion has been around a very long time. And clearly you, you read some of the Old Testament. There's some crazy stuff that happens. And so, yes, we are perverted in terms of our sexual understanding as a society. But as long as sin has existed, sexual perversion has existed. Right. And so here's how, here's how we're going to kind of view this conversation. You and I have two dogs. We do. We are very good Southern Baptists because we have Lottie, the Labradoodle and Annie, the golden doodle. And, um, when we had Lottie early on, we would let her out and she would go to the neighborhood north of us. Like we have some acres, we got a little bit of land, uh, but she would want to go explore. And there's just a quarter mile away, pretty busy road, other direction, pretty busy road. And so we didn't know. I mean, it was, she was constantly leaving. Yes. And, um, and then of course, when we got Annie. She's a good dog. She, she doesn't would follow. Leave. She would follow and they would both leave. We all know she's your favorite, but whatever. Um, find you somebody that loves you like Stephanie loves that dog. That's what, I, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> <That's not true. laughs> oh no! Look I'm at that kidding. dog sleeping over there. Oh, She's geez. so cute. Carry on. Okay, video podcast. Here we come. Um, so we paid a lot of money to get collars for the dogs and to put in an invisible fence. We had tried some other things before; they didn't work. So we put in an invisible fence. Why did we do that? Because we hate our dogs, right? No. You hated them running away. I did hate them running away. Because, number one, I had to clean them up when they came back. Yes, it's very annoying. Especially with those curly dogs. If they get into, like, sand spurs and things like that, it's impossible to get those things off. And they're nasty and gross. But beyond that, the greater concern is you're going to get hurt. We, we buried a dog that ran out in the road, you know, mm-hmm. so you can get hurt. And that's a really simple analogy, but I think people can understand. God's put some parameters up 
around the sexual relationship, and we think we know better. We think there's more fun in the neighborhood to the north, and we're going to run that way, or we think there's more fun in the highway. That's a lot more fun. That's a lot more activity. You know, that's intriguing. Well, it's danger. And that's what the enemy does. He takes what God intends for good and he twists it and distorts it and ends up being for our, our bad and our detriment. And, and so we put the fence in really ultimately to protect them and to keep them in the parameters that, that we want them to be in. Well, and Satan makes it, like you said, it seems so enticing. Like, let's go out and do this. And I always tell my high school students, not necessarily in, in this context, but in other contexts, like nobody like clicks on the website. Nobody sends the inappropriate text thinking four steps, five steps forward. Like I've lost my wife. I've lost my family. I've lost my job. I've lost everything because Satan doesn't tell you that. Right. He's like, Ooh, look, bright, shiny lights. Like we forget that he's got a plan to kill us and destroy us, like to destroy and kill us. Like it's not because he wants us to have a bad day. He wants to destroy us. He hates you. He hates hates your marriage. He hates your family. He hates everything about us. And we forget that there's an enemy there that really, really hates us. And all of these things are bad and sinful and it's causing destruction. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that gets wrapped up in pornography long term that is happy that they've lost everything. Yeah, it, it. I mean, psychologists and sociologists have said, and pr- pornography especially is epidemic in our society. It is everywhere, and it's readily available. Years ago, when I was growing up, if you wanted to view pornography, you had to go to a store, you had to pay a man money, you had to be visible, you had to be, you know, in front of somebody, get a magazine, or have it delivered to your house, or whatever. I don't know. I didn't get, you know, but what I'm saying is, years ago, you had to go find it. Right. It comes to find you now. And so you got to be vigilant. You got to be able to, you got to be able to put the walls up, put the parameters up, whatever it takes to avoid it. Because psychologists and sociologists will say it will literally remap your brain and your sexual expectations. Pornography viewership will literally remap the wiring of your brain and your sexual enjoyment. And I've heard tragic stories of how it has stolen um, genuine love in a marriage, genuine enjoyment and fulfillment in the sexual relationship in a marriage, because they've fallen for a false substitute, a digital image. They've fallen for, you know, something fake when God's got the real right here. But then what happens is, the fake ends up destroying the real and the real is no longer possible in some instances. Well, and that's what you kind of said last week. You like as a husband are to be captivated by your wife and only have eyes for your wife. And when you allow other things to come in, like you forget what you're even looking at or what brings you joy or what brings you love. And it just, it's a whole warped way of thinking, but also like a lot of times I like to get on to women. This is usually when I do my talk, but I I get on to women because they've withheld, you know, sex. They've, you know, always said no when he initiates. Well, I just said, like, after 24 hours, they're thinking about it. 72 hours, you better be doing something about it. And it will be months. 
six months, a year, and people haven't had sex. And I'm like, well, I promise you he's thinking about it. So he's yeah. he's going to be he's fulfilled. He's finding that somewhere. He's finding it somewhere. And if you're not doing it, right. I mean, along with him, he's going to figure it out another way. And And there's always a flip side to that. And you come in and you take your side where you're like, ultimately, it's about his heart. That's right. Like, it's not, as a wife, it's not our fault if your husband views pornography. But. Yeah, you're careful. You're all, we both are always careful to say that. Yes. You know, because you don't want a husband coming. What's your fault? Because, um, no, it's about your heart. It's about your purity. And if you love your wife and lead your wife like you're supposed to, she's going to be much more open. Should be, if she's walking with the Lord, be much more open to that kind of relationship. Right. So, I mean, we're all, you know, we keep saying we're just one stumble away from a mess. But if you put the safeguards in place, and we've talked about boundaries before and how to do that then you're less likely to allow yourself to walk down that path. Right. So let's, let's specifically talk about some safeguards. Um, uh, we talked about earlier, earlier in our podcast, like I'm never alone with another woman, mm-hmm. period. Um, you know, if I'm counseling someone, there's a huge glass door, right. you know, you can see right in. Miss um, Sherry sits right there at her desk where she can see me, where I sit in counseling um, so I'm never alone with another woman. You see every single text that I ever send or receive. You see um, any DMs that I might get. You have access to all of my, you know, it, I've been off social media for a couple of months anyway, but you, you've seen anything that I get there. Um, you know, I, I even have implemented, iPhone has come out with some really cool things. So sometimes... A website, an email comes or something like, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to see that. iPhone has even started, there's a feature that you can turn on where it blurs images that it thinks may be sexual in nature. And uh, I have that turned on. Um, There are multiple types of softwares and things like that that you can, and there, iPhone has some pretty good uh, restrictions for kids and things like that, that you can put on their phones. I don't know about the other phones, but I'm sure Android users, Samsung, something like that probably has some of that as well. Those are just a few things that you need to, I mean, build some boundaries, right? So that you're not, you know, just easily slipping into sin. Um, put some things in place because believe it or not, yes, it's shiny it's pretty. Satan makes it look all beautiful. You know, it's nice and lights and all this kind of stuff. Um, but man, there's a hook underneath that bait. And if you're not careful, you're caught in a trap. And um, he, he's a master of making it look good. And in the end, you're in big trouble. Well, and for a lot of men who get wrapped up in sexual sin, they start, I mean, you've lost your love and affection for women in general. Right. Like they degrade women. I mean, human sex trafficking is huge in this world. I mean, that's un- like that is beyond beyond yeah. warped, and that that's even. But it's 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 a representation of a world that has turned sex into a transaction. Right. Sex becomes the transaction, then the girl becomes the commodity, and how awful and wicked is that? But. We've got people who stand up against sex trafficking, but when it comes to pornography and infidelity, I mean, look at Hollywood and infidelity, adultery, all of these other things, you know, so, so you can't, 
I don't think that our society sees how inconsistent it is. Well, there's nothing really wrong with pornography. Well, do you know that pornography actually supports sex trafficking industry? I mean, think about that for a minute. Well, I'm opposed to sex trafficking, not if you're viewing pornography, you're not, because it feeds that industry. And ultimately, we've got a society that's so fractured and broken over this because they've bought into the lie of the enemy. And sex has become this transactional thing. It's no longer relational. It's just something two people do. And nobody values it anymore as God intended. True. This podcast has not been quite as funny. No. As the other podcast. It's been much more serious. It's very serious. Yes. You're making the serious face. Yeah. Well. But I think that the reality is it is serious. And you've got some couples out here listening that are, man, it could be a husband or a wife struggling with something. You need to, man, you need to repent. You need to move on. You need to get rid of it. It's only going to lead to destruction. There's a way it seems right to a man. Its end leads to death. So these are some pitfalls that people face. There are more. You and I didn't include all of them, but there are so many more. But I think we can answer the question by saying, What does God say in the Bible about sex? It's a good gift to be enjoyed in the context of the marriage relationship. Yes. Anything else outside of that? Is wrong. Wrong. Those are the boundaries. Okay. That is 100%. I agree. All right. Do you have any um, rapid fire questions for me today? I don't. Can I get new shoes? No. Anything else? Can I get new shoes? (laughs) (laughs) When have I ever said you can't get new shoes? I'm just like, oh "Oh my gosh, where did those come from? A new pair of shoes again? Well, I don't really have any rapid fire questions. You do like new shoes though. Um, But I think, I wonder how the date went. Ooh, you need to let us know. Secondfamily.churchlastthoughts. Hopefully you guys went on your date, asked the questions, um, you need to let us know that. that that would be a really, really cool thing. And I'd love to know if anybody's having a marriage meeting or something like that, where they actually, you know, sit down and communicate. And like I said, last time, two times ago, date your wife dummies. So maybe yes. I, we'll, we'll trademark that and put it on a, a hoodie or something. Date your wife dummies. It's, it's helping marriages left and right. How often do you floss? enough to have (laughs) wonderful teeth how often do you floss i floss every day Uh, i floss enough is your bed made right now dentist asked me you asked this no my bed is not is your bed made right now (laughs) our bed our bed is not made right now because you don't like making i wish i could say yes no you don't you'd be like i'm not making that bed that's not true that's not true (laughs) sorry mom (laughs) shh don't have to tell her she's a bed maker yeah you don't have to tell her all right do you believe in soulmates? I do. I, I know that I know that there are people out there that are like, hey, there's not just one person that God intends you to be with. You can there there are probably multiple options, find the best option. And I I know godly people who view that. I just uh if God's God and He's in charge and He knows the beginning from the end, I think He put you on this earth to be with me. Mm. You're my soulmate. What is not a big deal to most people, but is torture to you? Grammar mistakes. <laughs> handwritten notes on doors. Tape on the wall. Tape on the wall. 
dirty things and houses and people and <laughs> dirty people. <laughs> what else? Oh. What else? Oh, I don't know. You've brought. There's probably a big long list. No. You answer that question. What is not a big deal to most people? That is to you. You cannot hold a popsicle stick. No. You hate how that feels what in is your fingers. Not, I, you know. Most people are like, mm, yum, popsicle. And you're like, no, the stick. Ah! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most people don't think you should work out, but I like that. So. Oh, well. Yeah. They're, they're wrong about that, but they're right about the popsicle <laughs> sticks. What do you think people misunderstand about you? We all know this about me. They think I'm mean. <laughs> they see your resting face and mm-hmm. they think they think that you're a mean person. Mm-hmm. But now they listen to this world-renowned podcast and they world know how renowned. funny you are. Um, what if, I don't know. What is misunderstood about me? Nothing. I, you're just practically, you're like Mary Poppins, uh, male version. Practically false. perfect I've never way. flown with an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't, I don't sing with a British accent. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably misunderstood. Um, you know, I think some people may, uh, may think I'm hard to approach. I don't know. Nah. Okay. I got something for you. Okay. Would you rather fly or have super strength? Ooh, gosh. I think I'd rather fly. That'd be really cool. I never had to fly on a commercial jet. Because you're ever strong again. already. So that I'm works. not that strong. I don't have super strength. What's one thing you don't know how to do right now that you would like to learn how to do? Speak Spanish. Oh, you kind of know. I would love to, to be a, no fluently. I would love to speak Spanish fluently. I do like pick up some things here and there, and I ask the people after a while, "Am I annoying you?" Because like Jesse Ramirez serves on our staff here, and he's you know bilingual. Mm-hmm. He speaks Spanish and English. We've got Sylvie. Is that so, what bilingual means? Yeah, thanks a lot. Her spiritual gift is sarcasm. Um, so we've got someone from Colombia who's a spouse's wife. We've got somebody from Mexico. She's bilingual got, too. She's, wow. You're bilingual. You can speak hurtful words and laugh at the same time. <laughs> anyway, I asked them the question if it annoys them. We need to be done. Thanks for listening today. Stephanie gets to laughing like this. You're not going to get her to stop. So thanks so much for joining us on Second Thought. And we'll go out with the sound of Stephanie's laughter. (laughs) 